Here we are, bottom of the Smash Mountain. I would like to, like to thank all my Patreon supporters at patreon.com slash bsmpod for continuing to support me in what I'm doing, especially my senior producers. Shouts out to Ventus Official and to PK Smokey with uh, Eternal Project and also my mom and dad. Love you all. Thank you all, everybody, for your support. And we are live on twitch.tv slash cypher0033. It's a whole thing. Just... Look at the link tree in the description below. It's a whole thing. I cannot help the fact that my socials are not all the same, but what I can help is bringing in super awesome, excellent people to talk to. In the Melee scene, one of my favorite things of all time is to bring someone forward who is not always in front of the camera, and Flashburn is about the most behind-the-camera person that you might find at an at a big event like Big House or at the Ludwig Smash Invitational. Flashburn has been involved with running streams for a very, very long time. And so I am the, 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 I'm going to have some questions about technical stuff, I'm sure at some point, but for now, Flashburn, thank you so much for joining me. It's an honor to have you on. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Um, it is true. I, I really, it is kind of weird being on this side of the camera for once, you know, like, uh, we've talked about, it, you know, it's kind of joking, but like, yeah. I remember I used to be known for a couple of commentary bits, but I, you know, I don't get to do commentary anymore or like really appear on camera because, uh, you know, someone's got to stream it. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thank you for having me. Okay, so I want to get into a Patreon question right away. This is from PK Smokey, who's interested in <clears throat> seeing what what all the beatboxing is about. This would have been something oh, that man. you would have done in front of a camera. <laughs> it's in your Twitter bio, so I'm I ah, looked at your okay. YouTube to see if it was pinned at the top or something, but instead it was a really cool Luigi combo video, <laughs> which also is wow. fun. Yeah, oh man. Wow, we're going straight to that, huh? Um yeah, uh I've had a couple of different phases before melee, or like I guess things that I did. Um, one of them is beatboxing. Another one, oh, I, I, I decided to bring out a very old shirt. If y'all know about this, but yeah, like it was like Halo, hence Flashroom One One Seven, and then I did my time with competitive beatboxing, which I actually started like at the same, like pretty much the same day I started competitively beatboxing was the same day I started playing melee. Funnily enough. Wow, um, that's cool. Yeah, it was uh, the day before summer break in December of 2010. Um, like right right before uh and yeah so beatboxing um yeah i i took beatboxing pretty seriously and like i i've, I've never taken melee like at least competitively like super super seriously but like me melee was like always oh i really like this game it's really fun and i've got a lot of friends and like but beatboxing was like the the hard grind uh for a while um but i don't know how but like halo didn't last because the the game has issues and like the franchise has issues uh beatboxing didn't last just like for like personal reasons and like the way the scene went and then the one that i didn't take seriously at all like has lasted all of them like <laughs> beyond measure and just like i ended up here we are you know <laughs> it turned into yeah it turned into a whole thing for you did melee because you treat this as your career now right yeah uh, i'm full-time um i man i still haven't made like an official announcement this but so um if somebody is People who've been following, like, I guess, Melee Every Day, uh, Juna as well. Um, we recently got a, a partnership, uh, we, like, I guess, yeah, in partnership with uh, Waveform Entertainment, which is, like, a much bigger, I guess, event organization broadcasting company. Um, they're, they're, like, the proper, like, big name. Like, you could, you could argue, like, AAA level. I mean, it's, it's hard to gauge it, you know? In, sure. In the world of esports, because esports is such, like, a Wild West deal, right? Yeah. You know, they, they do big stuff, and um, 
we just had the right connections. We, you know, we garnered some friendships. And uh, so with that partnership, um, it really made it like viable for a full-time job because uh, I've been doing this since, like I've been doing the streaming deal since I think 2015-ish. And uh, that, of course, was just like very small things. I used to TO a lot, like in our local Chicago scene. Um, I used to drive around with 10 CRTs in my car at all times. And uh, <laughs> yeah, that, was, uh, that wasn't exactly the most like easy to financially like, I guess, and, like sustain myself. And it was like that, and I did beatboxing. So, so it was kind of like I really like transitioned slowly from like beatboxing and other side jobs whilst also doing like some melee stuff to now like melee is my everything and not and it's not just mail anymore i do other esports now which is like super hype but um i will i will always love this game as much as i've complained about it and like many aspects <laughs> about it uh, i i will always have this game close to my heart and that's why i have uh however many uh copies of it right there i, I don't know how many <laughs> I was thinking it would be fun to try to beatbox a melee song. Do you want me to go first, or are you not interested in doing it at all? <laughs> no, I'll, I'll I'll do it. I I will always do it if people ask. It's just uh, I tend to not throw it out there because I always feel bad. I feel like I'm like party tricking people and trying to like show off. I, I never want to be that guy. But if people <laughs> ask, I will I will absolutely oblige. What song were you thinking of? Okay, well I was gonna say I'm gonna do one, and you tell me if you recognize the song, what the song is, what I'm trying to do. And then you can go, and hopefully I'll get it because you're better at the beatboxing thing than me. Now, am I allowed <laughs> right. to do Am I allowed to do any kind of music, or sorry, like notes at all? Or is it just pure beatboxing? You have to get it off of like the percussive beat. Anything, uh, it is anything that you create, just you without like use of technology or an instrument, essentially is the, the way we do it. And uh... Yeah, so actually, funny. We were kind of well. This is like a modified version. We we used to have something called the beatbox game. Uh, this small tangent. The way the sure. beatbox game worked was, uh, you would so, um, it's almost like a, a, the equivalent of like a friendly setup at like a tournament. But of course, as opposed to you know where only four people can really well, I guess if you want more than four, but really only four people can set it a friendly setup, right? And you usually do a rotation. Um, well. There's, you know, you're not limited to four people in beatboxing. What you do is everyone would crowd around, and it's really like a music festival for battles. You would crowd around, and then somebody would start a beat, and it was almost like you were in a huddle with everybody, and then you would do four, four bars or eight bars or 16 bars, and you would pass it, and the other person would try to take the, like, take the beat from you and then apply their own styles, and you would just kind of go all the way around. And just like it was a good way to kind of flow your style with other people and kind of collaborate. And it was really cool because most of the time, you didn't speak the same language as the other person. You yeah, just like, yeah, that's really cool. Like, you just, I speak beatbox. That, that's that's all it is. <laughs> well, that yeah, sounds that. dangerously awkward to do over a Discord call. I think if we just limit it to, I'll do something, see if you can guess what song of Me from Melee it is, and then you can do one, and I'll take a guess. I feel like that'll be better than trying to. Uh, and it sounds a lot like a you know you get a bunch of artists together who are playing guitar or they're playing. Um, horns or drums and you're you're doing jazz you're doing freestyle that kind of thing it just sounds like that's how it worked for beatboxing when you would go to f not fests <laughs> i'm already <laughs> equating it to melee terms but when you would go to when you go to you could call them fests honestly it's <laughs> not too far off that's awesome so yeah let's let's do the game version of it i feel like if i try to w roll with you i'm gonna get lost really really <laughs> fast because everybody <clears throat> you know i'm in the camp of I know what beatboxing is. I've watched videos on YouTube for like, you know, an hour, 10 years ago. And so I think that's, I'm pretty serious about this whole beatboxing. That's the level I'm at. I'm such a scrub. So I'm 
let me do this song. I'm just going <laughs> to think of one first because I actually didn't have one in mind. I think, okay. No, because I don't want to do something. I kept thinking of something from the, uh, the legal stages. I'm trying to do something that's um, off of the legal stage list. Okay. All right. I have one. You ready? Yep. Go for it. That's gotta be uh Pokemon Stadium. Okay, or like so, I guess like a Pokemon uh, the theme, I guess. Um I forget what it's actually called, but I, I always think of it as the Poke Float song because it does not play oh, on the Pokemon. Poke- yeah, it's the you're right, it's yeah. the battle theme. Oh no, I'm <laughs> No, because <laughs> no, because you're right. Um the the silver and gold medley plays on Pokemon Stadium is an alt song, but the Poke Floats one that I'm thinking of, that only plays on Poke Floats. It doesn't play on Pokemon Stadium in Melee. Yeah, I was thinking, yeah, because I, I remember, like, the, the, the slight alternate songs, but yeah, that, that's true. The, man. Pokemon just has the, you know, the battle themes. I'm, I'm, I'm not a super, I'm not, like, a Pokemon historian, but there's people who are like, oh, I know exactly what, like, what battle this is from what generation. I can't do that. <laughs> no, at least I got that's, Pokemon. <laughs> that's not me either. I just go, it's the Melee one. It's on Poke Floats. It's one of the best stages. Okay, uh, when you have one in mind, you can go ahead and go, and I'll, 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 I'll press the button <laughs> when I'm ready to take a guess. <clears throat> hmm. Okay. Uh, oh yeah, that's what I was gonna do. Uh... I love that. That would be Big Blue, not Mute City, because I kept wanting to yes. say the Falcon one, but I know there's there's like three of them. Big Blue. I love Big Blue. I, that, was, that was really good, by the way. <laughs> oh, man, I should have warmed up. I, I was not expecting this, so I did not warm up my voice, but that's, uh, I, I'm a big fan of that song, especially when like uh, certain groups cover it, like... Uh, what is it? Um, Super Soul Bros. When they did that at SmashCon in like 2016, I I loved that. They didn't even do it on the stage. They were like in their booth. I that was super dope. Is there a Shout recording of that? Please tell me there's a recording of that. I don't have a. Uh, there's no recording of it there, but there is a recording of it at a different event where they're just doing like Big Blue, and I I I love that um arrangement they do for it. Okay, and then also I'm like a gonna look that up now so that I don't forget. Soul Bros. Right? Super Soul Bros. Oh, Super Soul Bros. Yeah. Hmm? Okay, there's a, a version of Big Blue that was arranged specifically for Smash Remix, the 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 expanded Super Smash Bros. 64 mod, and they put in Big Blue into that game. Super fun, and they have like this nice little synth solo that they put into it, which and they increase the tempo just a little bit. So I love that version of that song. I'll have to send that to you. Uh, if I can multitask at the same time. Well, that was really fun. <laughs> Thank you so much for playing along. I like like you. If I have a quote unquote party trick that I have in the back of my brain, 
beatboxing is fairly specific. It's like melee as, as a party trick where you go, no, it's the one from the GameCube, but I have it in my <laughs> car. If you know, I could bring it in, you know, I got 10 CRTs. Let's get a fest going. Yeah. Pretty much. Sometimes I'll just like I just show up. It's like yo, you guys just want to like just play some melee. You know, I got like ten setups in my car. You know, <laughs> you just you know, I just sometimes I just go to places and tournaments happen. You know, just... is there a <laughs> is there a time <laughs> that where you remember feeling like I was born for this moment where somebody is saying something that is very specific? It's almost like from a movie or from a story focused video game. I'm not thinking necessarily of something like The Last of Us or. Or uh, Super Mario Galaxy. Wait, no, that's gameplay focused. That's neither here nor there. Can you think of a time where you're in a moment and you go, this is literally what I was born for. It's time to lay down the fattest beatboxing beat of all time. Make everybody go super wow, awesome. As compared to a moment where you try to make it a moment, but everybody's cringing at you because it was not the move. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's hard to say because, like, when, when you go on, like, you know, I, I very much tried to make my like time on stage like uh tried to make it business as usual i i i'm not gonna say i don't get stage fright um there's two kinds of people people who get stage fright and people who are lying um at least you know <laughs> a, a small amount right um, you, you get more used to it so like it's hard to sure. like, pick that out i guess like for me um my college uh here in chicago um they have like open mic nights and i was like oh this is like the first open mic of this year and I went in and I just like nobody, of course, nobody knew who I was. I was a freshman and I just went in and I just like just went in and I went in hard and I was a lot worse back then than I am now. Uh, and people were just like, I, I do like it when it completely takes people like way off guard and everything. Like there, there's also even there's people who like see like, oh, beatboxing, but they have like a perception of what beatboxing is. And then it still like goes way beyond what they think. But like it's even better when they don't even know like like that I beatbox or like have like a too much of a preconceived notion of it. There was this. So the most recent thing, it's not pure beatboxing. It was this like loop station, some kind of battle thing that everybody yep. was like super freaking out over the loop beats that these, that these people were creating in a, in a battle setting. And there's one really, really viral one that I think nearly everybody on YouTube it has like 60 million views. I watched that one maybe a year ago i just remember thinking it's it's really cool to put that into a loop station where you can have a little bit more freedom to lay down a beat that you're making purely with your mouth and then putting on chord progressions being able to do wacky weird stuff with it as you are continuing to build because i think the first time i saw loop station was when i was really young i didn't understand it but then i became an ed sheeran fan who uses a loop station when he plays live he historically i don't think he's toured with a band yet it's just been him when he goes up on stage he, he uses a loop station the entire time with his guitar he builds his beats and then he sings his songs but then seeing what a professional loop station person does uh, super cool when you're just yeah. using your mouth to do everything I remember when like loop stations were really becoming the meta, if you will say. Um, <laughs> also, say it's. Um, I'll get into this more later, but it's funny that you bring up beatboxing because I actually love the amount of parallels that beatboxing has with melee and smash in general. And um, honestly, like I, I want to make a whole video essay on that at some point, but I just haven't had the time or the the concentration to edit anything. Um, but yeah, so yeah, loop stations. Uh, I, I will say if it was anything recent, right? I mean, honestly. Loop stations have only really been around for so long, like the battles. I probably know exactly the video you're talking about. 
Um, and if it's one of the older guys, I probably know him in person. But Desku. they're like, they're like a. It is definitely like a different style. It's almost, man. It just it's just thinking about like the different um, ways that beatboxing is done compared to also different ways that Smash is played. So, for example, I don't know if you knew this, but there are doubles in beatboxing, and Ooh. there are also crews in beatboxing. Ooh. It's like, and also they do like country crews. Like I remember, uh, I think it was like Grand Beatbox Battle, like in 2016 or whatever. It was like Belgium versus like Russia, and it was like the the, the Belgian group just came out with this like house beat that they clearly were saving for like, okay, we gotta we gotta bust thing. We're not gonna make it the next round. It it's very cool. It's it's like I don't know. It, it makes it sound very anime because everything's like a tournament arc. Just like it's bad, <laughs> but, you know, it's, <laughs> no, but it's yeah. it's really cool to okay. So competition, it. Not all of us are built to be on stage and to sing a solo, right? But if you are the kind of person who enjoys playing singles or if you enjoy playing doubles, you enjoy playing in crews, there's like different reasons to enjoy playing in each of those settings. And you might decide after a little bit, okay, competition is too stressful. It's not for me. But I think everybody ultimately wants to see when they're younger, okay, am I built for trying to be the best at something? Because it adds that uh, that uh the the protagonist arc to your head we all watch stuff growing up it's different shows or movies or playing video games and you 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 put yourself into the role of the of whatever you're engaging with in entertainment so you can't help it when you get to a certain point where you try something within a competition setting i've played i've played sports and of course nowadays i, I play melee somewhat competitively not really and i podcast about melee and i say i want to be the best that ever was i guess i don't know but i love competition watching it i love watching melee i love watching sports because i i think that you get a chance to show people what you can do in a moment where you're called upon to do it and i i performed on on stage a little bit in high school i i know exactly what you're talking about with stage fright and stuff it was always the moment before that killed me and as soon as it started i'd be fine i'd be okay but it was always the moment before walking out that i would go i hate this this is dumb i don't want to do this i'd walk out and be like this is the best thing ever i would live for this why did i hate the idea of coming out here 30 seconds ago Yeah, I, I almost uh, I liken it. Uh, funnily enough, I recently like within like the last few months, I've gotten over my fear of roller coasters, and I would say that stage fright is exactly kind of like roller coasters in a sense. Where like, you know, when you're going up, you're like, and you're like, oh god, like what what have I done? I have strapped myself to this like constructed piece of just like metal and uh, wood, and just about to fling <laughs> me all over. And you're like, oh god. And then once you get to the top and you start going, it's like you've just like I've seen the control. It's it's it is what it is now. And then you just go. And then when you, when you step, like you're like about to step on stage, like. Oh man, like oh this is gonna be rough, and you know and they're like, and you know, and up next Cypher zero zero three, and you step out on stage, and you're just like in the spot, you're like, ah, well, it is what it is now. <laughs> <laughs> it can't go that badly. Most people, I mean, that's the other thing that you you can really benefit from. Most people actually want you to succeed. It's not what you make it out to be in your head, where everybody wants you to fall down and and fall flat on your face and fail. Most people are just saying, all right, you you do your thing. We're not gonna like you know lift you up per se but nobody's necessarily trying to tear you down at the same time it's a comforting thought for me yeah and so this actually opens up a very interesting conversation because uh so we're talking about things where we were performing on stage and uh there's a great video essay about uh i think i can't i wish i could remember exactly what it is but it's kind of like why i started caring about smash or like it's like specifically melee focused or whatever it's the image is just like a silhouette of falcon's knee and it's um 
it was just this guy who just like got into melee and like watched the smash talk and like i don't think he was like a big youtuber before but it was like a really good video talking about like um how like technically he became a sports fan even though he doesn't like sports but he likes melee and it's like a sport Oh yeah, melee's and why melee's a great esport. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. that, I think that or spectator sport, I believe it is. Uh, I think, I think so. But yeah, so okay, that's a good video. I'm, I, I'm already in maybe. looking up stuff mode. Yes, thing of beauty, <laughs> Super Smash oh, Bros. Beauty, as yeah. spectator sport. Yeah, there you go. One point so, eight million um, views. Let's go. So I, I bring that up because uh, I always like to have very specific sites for my memories of lines, or whatever. But uh, in that video, um, the the narrator says, uh, when you play, like, when you play, or, like, or at least I think it's from that video, but when you play um, a fighting game or, like, anything in front of people, it's not that you're a competitor. You are also a performer. And so if you think about that kind of interestingly, it also gets into the mindset of, like, how it, it kind of weirds people out, especially, I feel like very especially in Melee because it's such a flashy game, you know? And, like, we have so many, like, I guess societal and like cultural stigmas about like how people play. So like it's uh, you've seen that um that uh axis chart where it's like uh this side is like I don't respect you and this side is I respect you and this side is you're good and this side is you're bad. So it's like if you're good and I respect you, you're like you're godlike, and if you're really bad but I still respect you, you're like LMAO my goat, whatever. <laughs> and it's like oh, and if you're if you're if you're good but I don't respect you, you're a cheeser, you know. So it, it's so interesting and uh probably not the best for a lot of people's like i guess mental health situation um when you're thinking about it because like when you go on stage and you're doing you and it's generally like a it's not an objective thing right you know because like as as much as you can kind of like make objective uh i guess observations about things like beatboxing or any sort of art if it as long as it has like a like a distinguished uh, understanding of how it goes um it's still overall up to interpretation someone can be like well i didn't like that or like i did like that but doesn't necessarily make it good or bad but in in smash and in melee in particular it's like there is an objective winner and this is where like this interesting i guess dichotomy of like how people view like the style of like smash and like i guess in juxtaposition to like i said the performing arts whereas um in battles the competitive aspect of beatboxing you had to pick a winner right and it was done by a panel of judges and there was there's so many battles, a lot of mine in particular, that were very controversial decision-wise. And, you know, a lot of people like, oh, well, I, I definitely think, like, so-and-so, like, oh, this person actually won, even though the judges are like, I, I don't know what the judges are hearing. Or, like, it was different when you were there and it was live and it sounded so differently than the recording. And then in, in Melee, or in Smash, and, like, all competitive aspects, you have a winner and you have a loser. And that is, I mean, you know, except for, like, in sports where, like, oh, maybe this ref, like, threw it or whatever. Uh, at least in video games, there's an objective winner and loser. And that should, you would think that would be the end of it, but people still, like, weirdly enough, do, like, all, like, the, well, they, they jawn a lot, you know? It's like, oh, you know, Mango would probably, uh, Mango would have probably won if he didn't just, like, just go out there and try to dare and SD at, like, 15%, and then he got gimped, and it was, you know. It's, that's, that's, it's that world. is the, that is the... <laughs> There's not only just an expectation of how you're supposed to play melee on the screen, there's also a very odd and interesting how you're supposed to behave in the community. Uh, I, I, like you're almost supposed to be the character that you play. You're almost supposed to kind of model yourself after the play style that you put onto the screen. It, it's it, the, everybody who wants to play like Mango can't play like Mango because they are missing something. And we all just sort of subconsciously recognize that. 
he's had like maybe the player hasn't played as long as Mango, or maybe they don't play like Mango at all. Even if they say, "Oh, Mango's my hero," and then you watch them <laughs> play and you go, "Don't really see any similarities in the gameplay," or <laughs> maybe they're like such a much more quiet person. They don't have the same kind of like personality traits. Like you don't have any Norwalk in you. What are you talking about? But <laughs> we 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 have we have not only just play styles it's also about kind of how you behave outside of the game I, I, one of my favorite examples of someone who i would describe as a chaser is fiction because of the <laughs> relentless laser play but fiction is a beloved person in socal and most of the time across the whole melee scene everybody loves fiction by the way i don't hate fiction for the record i just look at the play style and i go there's a disconnect in my brain between the play style and how fiction is received and most people just go Fiction's cool. Let's go, and it, and it's because it's because of also outside of the game stuff. So it makes makes for a very layered, interesting, and, and that's one of the reasons why melee is cool. We we've spent such a long time playing in person. Playing online is is a little bit different for sure, but for for most of melee's life, and now coming back from not the pandemic is it's not over. You know what I'm saying? But but when we have all these in person events again, it's like what's the difference between playing Hungrybox online and playing him in person when you can feel the pop-up energy building within him in game five and you go, oh. or when you're watching that happen, when you're watching Jay Muko up against Hungrybox for the how many t- tenth million time in a row this year and you're going, please, Jay Muko, please, and it doesn't happen. It's heartbreaking. Hungrybox doesn't even pop off because he even recognizes how heart-wrenching it is for Jay Muko, that kind of thing. It's... It involves so much that that's why the videos like Melee's a great spectator sport succeed because everybody might think that they just might not be able to put it as eloquently as a video essay. And that, yes, that one, very good one. I, when I watched that, I was like, yes, I totally get it now. It's all clicked, kind of. I understand Melee more, kind of. I could talk <laughs> about it with more people. Yes, that part was true. It's super fun. Yeah, I think, especially with that video, uh, you and I are also... I. I making a judgment on the community but like you and i are in a bit of the minority of people who like traditional sports as well as uh melee and other uh competitive endeavors um yeah i could be wrong about that but eh, that's why i love that whole thing um the whole statement in that video was just like oh man i like sports and i i don't like any of the other sports ball but this is sports and also it's it's theater <laughs> you know uh uh, that's definitely a good point. And then um, I, I think another thing about the whole pop-off energy and like being in person, um, I think it was a Corey video, but uh, mentioning, or actually I think it was a Say Jam, like a side video that he does, uh, talking about how, especially when experiencing salt or like even like hype or like whatever, just emotion, um, it's different when you are, it's different when you are in person. I got a major on the big stage. It's different when you're in pools with your homies. It's different when you're at home just playing net play. Like, uh, just like with nobody seeing you and it's also different even when you're just like streaming like even just like like this uh funnily enough when we streamed uh gmo over the weekend and um and bobby uh, bobby big balls did not uh submit his camera uh, he said it's just because he didn't want to put clothes on so that's that might be a different thing but <laughs> it, it is a great um i guess actually might have been a brian f video but like this is the video that i'm referring to talking about how when you get salty on your stream and you know like it, it, it's somewhat true when you're in person but like if you get salty on your stream unless you just turn off your stream you can't just like get salty and like walk away you know and like spike your controller off where no one can see 
you're you're you you would think like captivated a captive audience you are actually a captive entertainer in a yes. way and that's that's the like managing yourself on like your own streams or like you know when it's like literally just a pov of you can also affect people very greatly because um you know people are like oh if i lose this match you know everyone's gonna call me a fraud you know and just like I, and I and I don't want to act, you know, it, that gets to me, but you don't want to let it, you know, it, it's definitely can detract in all all different ways, you know, uh, just the psychology of just playing the games and competition, you know, and new avenues that we have in this current day and age. So speaking of running these 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 streams and everything, we haven't talked about that a lot. I would love to hear, and you gave a really great just 30 second synopsis of how you came to be within melee and how melee every day i mean it's so cool to be part of waveform that you can make it a legitimate thing for i don't know for yourself because you know as much passion or excitement or love that you have for melee like most of us do that does not translate into paying for the bills and it doesn't translate to being uh, you know, we haven't said this yet. Congratulations on getting engaged. Big ups, big ups. That's super, <laughs> you, super cool. You. Um, you don't you don't have a chance to do that if you are not able to make money. So when when you were doing the TO gig and coming away with very little money, despite what some people might say, you're not overlording or being the the landlord of your local melee community. <laughs> no, this is oh, man. grassroots as as grassroots as it can get. You know, you're 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 making a pile of mud essentially with that, with some of these operations. And when you when you get to the point where you realize I'm starting to actually build on something here, Flashburn, what was that moment for you when you realized, wait a minute, maybe I can turn this into something because there were probably a few of them, but what comes to mind when you think of going from a mindset of, I really enjoy doing this. I hope it can, oh, wait, I actually have a chance to make this into something for myself. All right, I think, I think the really, like, I guess the time when I really thought that I was like a, I guess a, a significant or at least legitimate player in like the the broadcast production world and like I guess like on the Smash side of broadcast and stuff like that was actually a if y'all remember Five Days of Melee because mm. I I I can't not remember it that was a that was a two or three week or whatever it was mad dash and not Bender, a lot of sleeping. Yeah. Whew. Yeah, because, like, I, I, it does go in phases. Because, like, you know, I just... The way I started was um, uh, Juna was just, like, you know, doing the um, local, like, our local, like, monthly scene. And was just, like, uh, just posted on Chicago Melee. Like, hey, does anybody have, like, a microphone we can use? And, like, maybe, like, a laptop was, like, uh, ours died. And I was, like... I, I'm the kind of person where if somebody just, like, asks for, like, help and I have no, like, reason to say no, I'll, yeah, why not, you know? And um, turns out that we lived, like... A couple blocks from each other downtown and then i i walked over and uh i brought my laptop and my headsets and stuff like that and then mac d was sitting on the the couch and play and then i i played and i got smoked or whatever uh that was that was an interesting like first time experience for that um but yeah it was a. Uh, it just went from there that was kind of like the the first step of like oh i'm doing a thing and now like they kept asking me back i was like all right cool but i didn't think it was serious and then eventually when we were asked to i i Sadly, can't remember the first time we were asked to be like, uh, to go out and do something. I guess out of out of region or like right. not even out of out of Chicago. Probably was like Smash and Splash or something like that. 
Um, we picked off where, uh, if you're old school, Windy City Melee, um, or Windy City Smash uh, was way back in the day. Shout out to Webs, uh, who's still around. Um, yeah, like we did stuff like Smash Smash. We did a couple of local things, uh, a couple of things in Indiana. And then I think there were like a handful of tournaments where we side streamed. And like, I, I don't even know if we really got paid for them or whatever. Like, it was very weird. Like, I know I didn't get paid for them at the time. Um, maybe there was an arrangement or like, yeah, it, it, there was like the issue, an issue with Smash as a whole is like, and actually this is a, this is a quote from Jack Zilla, a good friend of ours. Um, who does a lot of like work with I guess like workplace and like uh workplace I guess optimization and like I guess uh I, I can't remember exactly uh, what Jack does but um melee melee mostly but Smash as a whole is very reliant and almost like built off of heroism if you get it which goes back to the whole like anime like oh I'm you know gonna uh be the best you know like make something um but if you think about like how many how many times Anybody in the chat, how many times has, like, Melee, or, like, or Melee mostly, but Smash in general, but how many times has Melee, like, died, you know? How many <laughs> times has something, like, something, or at least at the time, considered, like, cataclysmic, like, comes down and, like, absolutely terrible. I, I, like, I can think of, like, the whole issues with, like, um, what was it, with, the uh, like, the Genesis and the Pound payouts or something like that, and, you know, like, the, mm. the, the whole big house cancellation, like, there's you know, so many things, like, how many of these things have just gone so poorly and that that's for like at the greater um like community but even like within uh within single events like everybody was worried when genesis got pushed back until april right me in particular as well because i was on staff for that and i was like oh man like what are we gonna do uh and then we came up with genesis and stuff like that and even then like genesis and five days of melee are products of this said heroism and it's weird how like you can think that heroism is something that's supposed to be special and like not unusual and somebody kind of people somebody or a group of people come out and really like take on the burden like make it work right and that's usually something that's like not that common but it's almost like the usual in <laughs> smash <laughs> you know what i mean it's like, oddly reliable in those dire moments Ah, since Apex just passed, you remember what happened in Apex 2015? You know, the my friends, went, I didn't go to that one, but my friends, the, the, the roof came in, you know, all that, all the TOs got into a room together and figured out, okay, we can get this other venue in Twitch, you know? Like, it, it is wild how many stories that are like, like, similar, like, type stories are just within, and like, every, like, community or like, every, like, group of people who works on an event has, like, so many of those, and it's kind of absurd. Um, and it, it has its charm, but also, uh, and I agree with Jack on this, is uh, it's not exactly sustainable, and it's why a lot of people get burnt out or, like, things get kind of weird, you know? Yeah, there's, there's a very small percentage of people who can make this work as, a, as their primary money-making career option. And then the rest, I mean, I'm in the category of someone who's able to monetize a little bit, and I'm thankful for that, but then I know... When I go to Big House and I get to do something with, and you were there, so I'm bringing this up for those of you who don't know. I met Flashburn in person. I was so excited. I tried to be cool about it when I came up to you while you were behind five monitors or whatever it was behind the <laughs> stage at Big House 10. But I'm you know, so thankful for people like you uh, to be able to make the, all this stuff happen at big tournaments. But when I went there, I didn't expect to be paid for that to be on the live stage and talking about you know, the upcoming weekend, the bracket, the melee, the stuff with, with Jake and with Oates. 
and I was perfectly happy about that. But I could imagine myself in five years going, but, but, and really it's because we're, we're all, we're all under the understanding that it's a, and I, and I tell this to people when they say to me, oh, you do podcasting. Oh, you do it about esports. So, you know, is that like a good thing? Is it like a lot of money? Is it a, not a lot of money? Like they try to ask me, like, could you, could you do more with it? And they don't understand. So the way that I try to describe it to them is we're all sort of fighting for like a really small scrap heap compared to the feast that you're picturing everybody getting a chance at. And instead of a pie, it's more of like the crumbs that are left because esports is still large at large. It is tough to monetize, especially when you have something like FTX happen with ESM recently. I yeah. mean, that's a, that's a tough blow to their brand and identity and business. Mm-hmm. I I hope TSM. I mean, these, could... these guys went out of business like I don't or like went bankrupt several times or several times like that. And, yeah and now yeah, i think and... they're they're a part of the uh, like the activision network or something like that or maybe blizzard specific i can't i i just know that mlg does uh overwatch league so like mm, that. right sure and overwatch has its own <laughs> anyway so that so what so when when it comes to when it comes to melee when it comes to smash we have seen very little and and up to up until this year no support from nintendo right and we're that that's what that's what it is you have to understand that going in that if you want to do stuff if you want to create things if you want to be a top player if you want to be a commentator you have to understand that it's it's this always going to be more likely 99% likely that you're going to have it be a side hustle or your hobby or a, a, like a passion project it's not going to be the all you got to do is go out there get 1000 subs i mean people like ibdw who's a top five player struggle to get a thousand subs a month on twitch right so that's that's what it is that's what you have to understand and if you can make peace with that you have a better shot at not burning out but even still for somebody like me uh, I, I say to myself I, I don't want to burn out i don't want to put too much expectations into this but after a while you can't help it that's the part that gets <laughs> me you go oh you love you know it. this is cool Oh, I wish good. I could do this more. My job is starting to seem less and less appealing now. I'm like, you know, the IRL job. I don't want to do that anymore. I just want to talk about melee and be paid to do it or, or whatever, <laughs> right? So that that's what happens. You can catch yourself getting a little wishy-washy. Yeah, I feel that. Um, I think I can't, uh, it was like a Vice documentary or something like that that I watched recently. If you can't tell, I watch a lot of like YouTube and just general stuff about everything. Um, I want to say it's about voice acting, but... So there's a video about voice acting kind of like, oh, like people who kind of like do like the side hustle with like they're not the super big uh, voice actors, you know, that you see in like everything. Um, but they, they do what they do and they say like, oh, so you would say that voice acting is your full time job. But do you have other like another job, or whatever? And it's like, oh, I wait tables or like, oh, I'm like a uh, like a teacher, or, like, oh, I work at like a factory or something like that. And they say like, oh, I have another job so I can make the main thing like my full-time job and stuff like that it's more and more i guess similar to that in smash and especially when you bring up like ibdw like and other people who are like at literally at the top like if you think about like ibdw and like other like very like you know literally the top whatever percentage you know like the very top players who should be like the one that every the people that everyone know um at least on twitch and like with subs and stuff like that it's not quite the same it's like 
still difficult, you know, and like it's even at the highest end with like Mango being the outlier because Mango's got so many other things going on. Like the the top melee, I guess like a. I guess like the top melee, like I I don't want to bring it down to just earnings, but you know, like the top melee, I guess people like making their, I guess making their living, it's it's still hard, you know, and like even at the top end, and uh, of course the other top players also, you know, they have their sponsorships, you know, they have other other deals and stuff like that, but in terms of just like just playing the game, it's it's pretty hard, and that includes like going with the stuff around the events and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, there's. Especially with the whole thing about um, the N- N- Nintendo support, which uh, I will say, like, that, you know, a lot of people will say, like, oh, Nintendo does this, that. And then there's people who are like, oh, actually, they don't do anything. And people, eh, you know, I am not <laughs> I am I I have to work with Nintendo a fair bit and I'm not at liberty to say a lot of things, so I, I won't. But it's just I just will tell people it's not as clear cut. It is both it is both as simple as it seems, but it is also not it, it's. I really can't say too much about it, unfortunately. No, but, you're fine, Flasher, yeah. and I understand NDA, NDA. It's all good. Uh, we yeah. look. We uh, uh, JDMH, another example of somebody who works officially in capacity mm-hmm. because Panda. Everybody in Panda works with Nintendo because Panda is the reason why Nintendo started to do the Panda Cup. Anyway, all, uh, yeah, it is. More it less. is very little delicate line to ride. We uh, mm-hmm. the the my perception is they're doing something, but it's kind of like. Eh. I mean, look, we're, we're, we've been doing this for such a long time. We put on these amazing events. There are people like you who work tirelessly and almost 72 hours straight over a whole weekend. And, um, you know, it, it doesn't have to be on the level of an NFL football game where everybody is able to get paid seemingly reasonably well. I mean, I, I, gosh, I hope that the people who work at those stadiums and are, are, you know, I, I watched the behind the scenes video for, okay, this might be of interest to you. Actually, I'll look it up while I'm describing it. So I'm a big Eagles fan. I mm-hmm. love, I love, I love watching the Eagles, uh, the football team. And they have obviously, when you go to Lincoln financial field to watch a game, that is, that is a, that is a spectator experience unto itself. It's, it's, it's very separated from watching the game on TV or listening on the radio. When you go there, it's about, well, I mean, I don't really care so much about cheerleaders, but I'm talking about the drum line, the cheerleaders, the all the Jumbotron screens the displaying spectacle. stuff, the music that plays in between each down during the game, and you're there with 70-ish thousand other fans and screaming your heads off and getting drunk, all that stuff. Super fun. And so this behind-the-scenes video, I'm seeing these people, they have these stream deck boards that are humongous there's like there's like more than five buttons on the stream deck it's like it's like it seems like it's like 30 or 50 70 buttons that you have to be like actively keeping track of and there's a director she's like talking to 30 people at once around the stadium about different cameras this and different audio that and i hope that they are paid lots and lots of money to do that so when i think about it for melee and we have for the big tournaments like Big House, you'll have 70,000 plus people tuning in for top eight grand finals, that kind of thing. And we are we are able to put out something as a community, mostly by the community. That's where I go. I don't think I don't think that even unto this day, from my own perspective, and I'll I'll just keep it to my own perspective. I won't ask you about it, but I always think 
I still don't think that Nintendo puts like the uh, the amount of uh, uh, attention or or respect into that. I think that we're still not valued at the level that I think the people like you and and somebody like Joggle Rob or or Sheridan Bobak, people who care so much about the big tournaments who do everything they can to make sure they run well, especially Sheridan and Bobak, by the way, who had to deal with having to go from January to April. I can't imagine because uh, we're talking about hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars to just book and then having to switch it over. I was really happy to participate in my own small way for the Genesis stream. That was, that was awesome. But I thought to myself, oh, we're the, the, the larger community doesn't necessarily understand uh, everything going on behind the scenes because how could you but when we're talking about the big tos or the the big tournaments that run that we try to make the best of the best this is this is this is our community at its finest i still go for all the work that we do i don't know that it's uh, always noticed or appreciated as much as it should be monetarily or otherwise yeah it's a uh... Yeah, there's a lot to unpack there. Also, I was gonna say, as you were talking about, like you know, going uh, to see an Eagles game live, you know, it's just so different. Um, as a Browns fan, I can't relate. So, Aww. uh <laughs> you be just you you go and you lose. You go and you see your team lose, and that that's that's pretty consistent. Um, it's, but anyway, it, you know, the dog pound runs strong. Apparently, you have remained a passive or active fan, uh, even despite all the shenanigans throughout there however long they've been like this. I think there was one season <laughs> that they played really well back in the 90s. Didn't they go to the AFC Championship game in the 90s? I, I think so. There was like there was like one good season. And of course, we were, uh, I think the Browns were amazing before the Super Bowl was, uh, like before the conferences were aligned that way. But Oh, yeah, back in the yeah. day, back in the day. Yeah, yeah like way back. In the way day. back. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, but uh, yeah, um, I guess the whole thing with like the, the production line of like everything. Yeah, uh, if you go... Um, if you see the, the if you see the back of like say Genesis or the backstage of Genesis or a big house or whatever, um, and you think that's crazy, um, I mean yeah, if you put it in perspective, like yeah, it feels pretty crazy. And like even even me who like knows the the deeper levels of it, it still feels like pretty crazy. But it is pretty small. It is very small compared to what you see backstage of uh, the LCS uh lcs finals in chicago the grubhub feeding frenzy which uh waveform did as well or uh when i worked at um rocket league worlds uh doing the led uh like doing the led operation and stuff like that or you know or, or something like an nfl game or something like that it is so many levels of it um i'm glad that I, interesting enough it seems like a lot of people were actually like rather like a scrappy crew and it's because of like the amount of like money that can be put in everything um hopefully like the these Man, these next three weekends with like main stage Smash World Tour finals and Pan I can't believe they're all three in, in a row. Um Are you at all three in a row, Flashburn? Uh th for my personal health and safety, no, thank God. <laughs> I, I I am at uh I was we were gonna try to do main stage, but they're really trying to go um in house this year, uh from what I understand. And you know, beyond the uh, BTS, the, you, know, they, you they mean got, Yeah, yeah. Right, sure. Um yeah, and then uh generally uh Smash World Tour and like VGBC events are right. done with a particular set of people. Sometimes we get in them, sometimes we don't. Um, but it, it, they're mostly keeping with their main crew. Um, the pan, the Panic Up Finals. So that's that's uh, gonna be us, and that's there's gonna be some interesting stuff. We still gotta figure out a whole lot, um, but it it should be a good one. We're we're all working very hard of it. That's gonna be definitely one of the fancier Smash shows, and like I guess I'll do a little free advertising for for Panda. But yeah, like 
Yeah, don't don't miss that one. We're gonna we're gonna really do it up big for that one. I'm really uh, excited to. See, okay, so when it comes to a circuit, it adds a little bit more interest to the goings on of a melee tournament, right? When there's a little bit more of stakes beyond just this one tournament. I think that some people might struggle with the concept of watching melee, where they go, okay, well, if there's a big event every other weekend, it seems, especially this year. Ever since oh, April, yeah. it, is, oh, man. it is, I mean, August was, okay, not August, July felt like every single weekend something crazy was happening. Ugh, crazy. And you would know better than me because you went to some of these or all yeah. of these. So I'm, I'm thinking about the, maybe perhaps the average viewer going, well, what's the reason to care? And that's why circuits have always been appealing to the Melee community and trying to show to our friends or people that we encounter at an airport, like, you should care about this because... It's going to add up to this big event at the end of the year. So I'm excited to see for Smash World Tour and for the Panda Cup. I I think if you do a little bit of extra stuff and if you can capture a really hyped top eight, I think that sets it to such a high level, it really snowballs into the next year. So I'm hoping to, uh, for someone who has no idea what's all going into the Panda Cup finale or the Smash World Tour finals, I'm excited to see what all that in is going to actually entail. I'm also really excited for Melee because, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. This is, To me, this is so cool. We don't have a clear-cut number one right now, and after seven-ish months of competition, you could theoretically, especially back in the days of Armada Hungrybox, it could just be a two-person race, or by now you would go, yeah, Armada's got this locked up, or Hungrybox somehow won a bunch of of events in the fall and this is dumb he's probably going to be ranked number one and that's what happened and so we have Zane, mango ibdw and um uh, 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 there's one other person here that i'm insulting by forgetting amsa amsa gosh yes thank and you ar- argue, arguably hbox could could make it like if he maybe if he takes like two out of these next three mm-hmm. argument um or if J-Mook wins all three, maybe he's the best. Sure. You know? <laughs> I mean, we That's, we, that's we a hope. wild timeline. We, we hope. I mean, I'm a big J-Mook fan. I'm like, come on. It's 2022. It's two. It's chic. Mm-hmm. It would be so cool. But it's looking very unlikely at this point. I, I, I sadly say as a sad J-Mook fan now. But if all three were won by J-Mook, I guess you could say. Uh, something that was interesting, I was watching a Mango video about apex 2022 and somebody had in his chat said that Hungrybox now has losing head-to-head matchups with the other top players that are in the conversation for number one and i was like interesting i mean if you win three big tournaments at the end of the year that means a lot but if you have mostly all losing head-to-head matchups doesn't that i mean that's that's such a tough hurdle to overcome and you might not be able to flip any of them in time even if you do win all three main stage Panda Cup and Smashville Tour finals in a row, that'd be interesting to see what happens if Hungrybox were to win all three. That would be plot armor Truly in the highest, second chaotic. only to Mango winning all three. Bang, that, that's the plottiest armor uh, to, to, <laughs> to happen. Uh, I don't see that actually going down because the Eagles are good. It's Mango's birthday month, and there's nothing he hates more than going to melee events in December. So, Yeah, man, it... Yeah, it's it's such a wonder that this year, like as you said, uh, just before that, like so many events, like not only have the storylines and like the I guess the where the top end like sits, it's just like it's shifted all over the place. And we, you would think like typically when something wild happens, it's like oh let's say, you know 
Jamie gets second at Genesis, and then like nothing happens for like two or three months, and then like <laughs> oh, you got one other event, and then he gets like seventeenth, and, and it's like oh, well, maybe it was you know. But there, what's so wild about this year is so many things have changed, like since uh, coming back to live events, and then in addition to that, they've consistently like shown like that it's actually different now, you know. Not just uh, like not just with the fact that you know um, no like no M2K you know, like certain players like missing outside of the missing in attendance for a lot of things like no Wizzy at most events. But even then, it's just there have been so many events this year, and they've consistently shown that this is a very much a new generation. You know, I've I've been around. I remember like I, I don't know when you I, I just wrote out like when the the eras of like when when I consider eras stuff like that. I I would say like I was I'm a pre doc kid. Right. I remember, yeah, like I, um, you and Riley shouts watching, out. Yeah, I remember watching episode zero. If if it, do any anybody in the chat, if you know about episode zero of the Smash Doc or of yeah, the Smash Bros Doc, it's a. Uh, if you if you know you you know. Um, <laughs> it was part of the uh, part of the the uh, like the Kickstarter thing, right? Had episode mm-hmm. zero to be like proof of concept. I legit, I know what I'm doing. Wasn't that part yeah. of that? It was yeah. It was it was just over that first tournament game over, um, and I think the the funny thing that went around, um, which I'll say is true, but it's it could be very well just a meme, is that um nobody no live person talking in that uh in that uh like short mini doc actually was a melee player. They're all just paid actors to just like act like they were there or something like that. I I've heard this from so many people, but it could be another one of those like somebody made up a meme and it became reality to many people. Well, but, I mean, uh, we yeah. we know that the Samox has been occasionally guilty of uh, splicing some certain things together. I think <laughs> it was Chillin. Shouts out to Chillin, his rewatch of the doc and going, "Hmm, that that yeah, that's I not exactly that. <laughs> how that went down." And Chillin would be the one to remember because he was there. Mm-hmm. So I've, I'll 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 at least believe a few of the disputes anyway. Yeah, but so like being like from like all the way back then and just kind of seeing, I, I guess I we called it like uh, post brawl. I guess was when I started. But like pro, it's post brawl into into mm. doc into. Right. I call that the into, dark ages between oh nine. Yeah, and... I, I I also yes that is <laughs> that is another name for it indeed. Um, but yeah, like all the way into you know then we have the the era of the five gods and I rem- I was there when you know it really you know, like people who are you know coming in playing more recently they don't realize how like truly. But like you said, you know, it's like, oh, it's like a two or three person race. You know, it's like, oh, Armada's winning everything. Hbox is winning everything. Mango randomly wins MLG 2013, MLG 2013 or something like that. It's like, <laughs> it just, this like series of how many things. And like the, I remember when like the top, like not even just like the gods, but like the top, I want to say like top 20 was like super consistent. Because it was, it was the, you know, five gods, then Leffen, and then like Wizzy, Plup, and then like, or like Wizard Pup and then like Axe and then like S Fat or like S J or or West Balls or something. It was like so consistent. Like you you really could just like like I wouldn't be surprised if people who were there could like essentially like within like a one or two placement um like off being off um could name like the top like fifteen to twenty people. I, I think Toph did a video on that recently where he like names oh can you name the the top one hundred from like this year or something like that. That was pretty funny. Um yeah and like now the the landscape like everything's so different like people who have been playing for less uh, for like a shorter time than i have you know and like people that 
I weirdly enough like played before they were. I think I like I think I played Zane in like pools at like a big house in like 2015 or 16 or something like that. It is super, it's super wild seeing how that's all coming through. And and again, just like with so many events this year, I was actually gonna go through like just and I was gonna go through my list because I keep a list of like what I've done in like the certain amount of time. Because you mentioned there were a lot of events this year because uh, it was you know the first year back. You gotta tell me, Flashburn. You gotta tell me what you've done. So let's see. So on on the list, so it starts at Genesis, and then Low Tide City, uh, and then Combo Breaker, which is a FGC event, and then there was the Hold That L, which was I think um, Hold That L seven, uh, where where yeah, Ben reversed three uh, out or J Flex or so, or at least uh, beat him two sets. Uh, Hold That L seven, yeah. right? Yeah, and then there was like there was a Dream Hack that had uh, Dream Hack Dallas that had melee at it. Although I was doing Rocket League get there, Battle of BC four, which is pretty wild. You know, left. I call it um like in fighting sports we have you know like the walkout um the walk off knockout like in 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 MMA you know usually when you when you like rock somebody you're supposed to jump on them and continue hitting them until the ref calls you off and says it's over right but (laughs) sometimes you have like the really heavy handed uh, fighters who just like land that hit and they're like "Mm, no he's gone you know and then the the ref like jumps him but he's like not and you they call it that's the walk off knockout and I I call that moment where um where Leffen uh four stocked uh uh hbox in game game three and like walked that's the walk off war stock and we got that that shot all the way down there that was crazy and then um the weekend after that i believe was or no the two weekends after that was ceo and then there was um evo and like rlcs worlds and then there's riptide and then there i love was how Big you House. just brush past evo the only the one of the biggest <laughs> events of the year for it, a sport. It was crazy. I, keep, keeping it, keeping it to smash at least. Yeah. And like, these are these are not these are not including events that like I didn't get to get. For example, I didn't get to go to um, Apex. But yeah, like Big House straight into uh, Ludwig. Yeah, and, and then this this final year dash of just main stage SWT Panda Cup. It's like man, and then I one thing I was saying is um even though of course we are very focused on making sure this year ends with a bang. Um, you know, we're already looking like most orgs are just looking, okay, what are we doing for 2023? And how can we make like, what are we going to keep? What are we going to get rid of? And what, how can we make what we're keeping or new things better? You know, um, we're in that point of the year where not to overlook what's going on, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's important. And like with the amount of crazy things that have gone this year, like, like big house was like crazy, especially, you know, after the cancellation and everything, you know, it is like how it came back in such crazy force and how the event and the result was just so insane you know it just you you could not have predicted how this went you know even like even just just leading up to it everyone and i I, it was so surprising at big house hearing how many people were like you know what i think i think omsa could win this you know (laughs) and we'd heard it before i think it was smash summit 12 or 13 where no it was 12 because Amsa was buzzsawing everyone until he came across IBDW and winners, and it was like, oh no, because IBDW buzzsawed him instead, and it was so sad because we all thought only he could just could have gotten past Cody. Then Amsa wins Smash Summit 12, that'd be so cool. And then yeah, he moves to Canada, and within a month is <laughs> winning Big House. <laughs> Super cool. So many wonderful pistachios consumed that weekend. Wonderful pistachios carried me super hard. I would have paid for a lot more food if I didn't have. Free pistachios <laughs> to constantly snack off of that big house. Yeah, there'll be there'll be more of that at Panda Cup Finals, I believe, if uh if our floor plan is correct. <laughs> That's exciting. I wish I could go to stuff like that, but I I can't I can't afford to go to every single or 
to a lot of events. Uh, the next big one for me will be Genesis 9. Will you be doing that as uh, as maybe with Melee Everyday Waveform, or is that uh, going to be... I think BTS has kind of been like the name behind the broadcast for Genesis in the past couple of years. I know it was like... It was VGBC into somebody else into BTS, if I recall correctly, but I don't know. I was not there for a lot of Melee history following along line by line. I got more involved... I mean, as a podcaster, especially in 2021, in the beginning of 2021, but I kind of would say I was participating in the community since the end of 2008. That's my timeline. Hmm. Yeah, for uh, I, I'm not like we're not officially officially locked in, but it, I will say it's it's likely. I don't know. I don't think I can get in trouble for saying that. But it, you know, we did it last year or this year, and it went really well. And also, we you know did the Genesis stuff, you know, to try to make sure everything. So I, I think it's like the the situation is seems pretty like solid. Um, n- like things are still getting figured out. Like we, we are, we have been actually in planning for uh, Genesis Nine, or I should say, like Sheridan and them. Um, and then right, of course, sure. in talks with us. So I think I think it's safe to say that it, like I no guarantees, but I th- I think so. Um, yeah, there's there's so many like events like um just thinking like they're already you know with these events you have to plan them so uh, far ahead and uh, actually. So I, I was going back to something that I forgot to bring up earlier. So with all these events and everything, um, I guess it's kind of like bringing up like a quasi drama that people had. But uh, I just remember when you something you were talking about earlier um, reminded me of the whole argument of like, oh, like, like TOs are like this idea of like, oh, TOs, like they make so much money, you know, like difference of like pay versus like staff, like the staff versus the players and like TOs or whatever. It's just like, right. what the heck, you know, like we make these events and stuff like that. And I'm just sitting over here in my production corner, just like, uh, I'm, yeah, yeah, y'all, <laughs> y'all don't, like, most of the people who make these arguments and, like, talk, like, talk this mess, uh, I feel like don't really know a whole lot. Um, I, I guess one of the reasons why I kind of want to, like, start showing my face and, like, spreading what I know around more is to give people more transparency, because I think I really... I guess it's not like the biggest issue, but like I think something that is important, especially when we are at the end of the day, we are a smaller like community, like at least in comparison to like uh, if you compare us to any like major sport, like I don't think your average NFL watcher really thinks about the workplace politics of, you know, the broadcasting is like, oh, you know, like ABC or like, you know, the, the big um, broadcasting networks or whatever that stuff. It's been you know, standardized over years and everything, and people don't have to worry about it. You know, it's it's fairly like a, it's standardized. You know, but again, like we said, esports is the wild west in many ways. And even though it's like pretty, it can be like pretty okay in some other circles. Uh, we don't have that luxury. And I think what I like to say about um, Smash in particular is we are a niche of a niche, or we're we're of a niche of a niche. Because if you think about it, you've got like popular culture and like. Even though esports and like video video games is now I would say pop culture, so at least that's not a niche. Anymore. For sure. Um, but then esports is a niche, so it's like okay, esports niche, and then of that niche of esports, like I would even say like like uh, League of Legends Worlds was pretty big this year. You know, like uh, there are certain esports that are big enough to, you know, arguably not be super super niche depending on where you live. But then you below that you've got fighting games, which is a niche below that. You know. Uh, as well as it seems like events like Evo and, you know, uh, Combo Breaker and other stuff like that with FGC go, it's still pretty difficult, but, like, I-, I understand why there's a different look at that. But then below that, we are 
even a smaller niche because within fighting games and you know you usually get lumped in with that we're smash which is an even smaller subset because i always kind of say that like um fighting games to the grand esports world is kind of like smash to the rest of the fighting game community you know um and if, i would say for different reasons but it's like a i don't know i i don't really know what compels people to kind of like start bringing up these like concerns they have about um about certain i guess like would you call them like payout structures or whatever just like the the politics of like how people how people get the bag you know and like how how are people making things work because at the end of the day we all do want to make a living doing what we can you know we're not trying to like well maybe some of us but we're not trying to you know just be out here making bezos bucks we, we all just want to do what we love because that's you know what everybody wants to do right yep uh yeah and you know as you were saying earlier with the whole thing, it's just like, oh, you know, you podcast, you know, like, oh, it sounds like, you know, it's so glorious. You know, it's I think that comes from a lack of understanding of like how this works, because a lot of people think like, oh, streaming, you know, especially, you know, all the jokes made about during the pandemic. You stay home and stream, you know, and look at this Ludwig guy. He's making a million billion dollars, you know, and yeah, if you can just like do what he does, you know, you could probably do it, too. But like, it's not that easy. It's a lot of work. It's also not something that happened overnight. And like Ludwig is like, I remember when Ludwig was bothering Jake Spear and I about con like about a uh, commentary blocks at uh, was that a full bloom four or something like that. <laughs> like the, the, the come up is wild, <laughs> um, you know, and, and that stuff like you got to be lucky. You got to work hard and like, you need a slime as well. Let's, let's yeah. be real as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, like there's so many factors to it, but a lot. Um. And so that that's only from like the personality side of things, but it, you're like, okay, so I'm not uh, like you were saying, you know, when you're younger, you're like, oh, am I like a potentially like a top player type? You know, can I make my stand doing that? And most, you know, ninety nine point whatever percent of people, no, you can't, because there's only so many people can be the best. So you're like, okay, well, what do I do? You know, do I go into like you know content creation or like you know event production? And even then, you realize that oh, that's like still really hard you think it's like a normal job like oh i can apply to get a job doing this thing as long as i have credentials you know i'm a good worker it should work out it it is still not that easy you know and especially where we are like there are people who can like become like a, i guess like broadcast techs or whatever at like bigger esports but like we don't have that luxury like the people it, it is there's a reason why people actually know who is behind the cameras at these events like people who know who i am like they're I, I don't think that almost any like random League of Legends fan would know who directed Worlds this year, or who was like any, like anybody like higher up on the broadcast staff, you know. So like, and it goes almost back to the whole heroism thing. I don't know. It's like it's a whole thing, but yeah, I guess my main thing was the whole I want to uh, elucidate and kind of clarify a lot of these things that people have, so they stop getting into these weird like weirdly like just like acting like they're justified twitter arguments about like you know who's getting what or like how how are people making money because and i i get that some of them are bad faith arguments but like other people are doing it because they think they're like oh i want to make sure everyone is taken care of and i get that but you don't don't do it by having a knife on a, on twitter it's not very <laughs> helpful or <laughs> conducive to the problem no one has better described and i you know Hemp Lemon is controversial within Melee because of the of his ah, hunger box okay. doc, but like he says it in a way that I thought was the best explanation. Like <clears throat> there are people who don't care about video games, but some do, and there's some who care don't care about Nintendo, but some do. 
and there are people who don't care about Smash, but some do. There are people who don't care about competitive Smash, but some do. And it goes down and down the line. And there are, look at any local that's not NYC Melee or not the mid lanes of the world or, or, or I forget what NCPR stands for for the New England Melee locals, but you will have five to 10 people watching your weekly out in, out in Pennsylvania and Lancaster County for our <laughs> events, okay? Because we don't have big flashy names or even if you have something like a, and I, I love deer, so I'm not trying to be mean when I talk about the fact that I did not actually tune in to GMO this weekend. That was partially because I was traveling back from Colorado partially because trying to catch up on stuff. And I said to myself, I'm going to tune into top eight today. And I did not. So like that, that's, that's the unfortunate thing. I'm the super supposed to be engaged person, but I wasn't watching. And let me, let me take a stab at top eight average viewer for GMO fall edition this past weekend. Did it do more than 8,000 for the top eight? Did it do about 12 for grand finals? Not, not quite, <laughs> not, not by, yeah, the, not, not by any metric like that, especially in this current time. Also contributing to like the fatigue. This was, uh, as much as I like tried to talk deer off of it, doing it the weekend after American Thanksgiving with main stage SWT and everything coming it's like, well, yeah, this is, this really is the only weekend we can do it. So the hand that was dealt. It's tough. It's tough. So, like, I'm I'm thinking about I'm thinking about there are players playing in that event and people like you throwing the event on, putting it on. Like, and of course, an online event probably has slightly fewer threads, but it's still work to put that all together and to run the broadcast, to have commentators show up, do all that stuff. Player wrangling. Oh, you think it's tough at an yeah. event? It is just as tough at home when they're you think when they'd they be stuck at their you. computers, but no, they they are unresponsive at very bad, inopportune times. So that all to say, <laughs> it's still a lot of work to do an online tournament. And if you're not getting super, super views, like what's the problem? Is Melee dying? No, Melee is exactly what it is. It's a 20-year-old game that people... 21-year-old game that people don't treat the same as an NFL football team. We just uh we're uh, we're uh, we're just out here trying to get people interested that are younger than 25 when somebody like OG Kid comes around or there's a there's a player I don't want to get the tag wrong out in Colorado who I was seeing in Hada's chat when I was out there with Hada uh, the one night that I was so I was in Colorado for a week, but there was one night where I went to Hey Hada's. We did a podcast together in his room doing a stream. It was super fun. Uh, but one of the one of the Colorado players, who's apparently is a twelve year old, came into chat and was saying hello, saying what's up. And I was like, Oh my gosh, somebody who's OG kid's age is playing melee. This is awesome, and very good at getting rest setups. I was just getting sauced on very hard, but that's okay. I'm a bad player, so that's all good. When you have a 12-year-old or a 14-year-old who's playing melee competitively, the rest of us go, yes, because we know how hard it is to do that. There's just too many games out there that are infinitely easier to get a hold of. You just go click, it's on your computer, you're all set to go. Some of these kids don't even have computers. They just have iPhones or tablets and or a, play Fortnite. It's, or a Switch. Yeah, it's and they go, well, I play Ultimate 
and ultimate is like the best game ever. And I go, you have much to learn. You know, <laughs> you don't, you probably don't even know what brawl is. <laughs> ah, uh. which is unfortunate because brawl is such a fun game and actually does have some sauce to it, but also has ice climbers. So that's a problem. Anyway, the, uh, the, the, the whole thing of it is when we, when we talk about melee being really, really small, it, it, that, that's what it's not the fact that we used to have a humongous uh, audience compared to what we have now. I would say we had more casuals that would care to tune in on big events like Evo 2016, but we're, we're, uh, we're, we're not going to be able to recreate that just because we want to or what have you. It, it, takes, it takes people like Jay Mook coming up surprising the field and everybody just starts talking about it on social media and maybe draw some interest. I think, I think that revived certain people who didn't watch melee events all throughout the pandemic. I think Jay Mook revived a lot of interest in melee, in my opinion, just, just for a more casual perspective, because people on Reddit or Twitter are like, Oh my gosh, melee has a new top player. That's awesome. I don't think that's possible for every year of Melee's life. I don't think there's going to be a an unknown outside of top 50 player who starts competing for top five in the world in 2023. I don't see that happening, but the, 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 there, there needs to be a certain level of somebody new coming along. I think that's what helps the most from my perspective without saying, oh, how do we change the stream or how do we change the event for the people who attend the event, make it more fun for them. That, that that's that's your job or Deer's job or Sheridan's job. Like my my perspective is like how when when we're watching it on the screen, are we seeing something that is a little bit different than what it was before? Because Jen, my lovely wife Jen, I'll start talking to her about how cool this thing is that I have it. I have it queued up on our TV. I'm watching a top eight of an event this year, whatever event it might be. Just not GMO fall, unfortunately. But I had these other events like like Genesis or big, not big house. I was there at big house um, or, 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 or phantom down in Australia. I'm going, is this so cool? And she's like, ah, I mean, it looks kind of the same as it always has. Jesse. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's definitely, um, there's like a barrier. There's, there's definitely a barrier to understanding just even getting into the scene. It's, it's very interesting. Um, I feel like there's another core video just talking about like, people talk about barrier to entry for melee like just to play all the time but you have to think about like the barrier to just even understand or enjoy there are people who can just like watch whatever like weirdly enough my family um because my grandfather went to osu were like massive osu and like uh, college football fans even though they do not understand anything about how football works uh i'm like the only person who like actually played yeah it's very interesting (laughs) i I don't you would not expect my family to be massive uh, buckeye fans but you know, here we are. Um, no, but like, more importantly, it's also hilarious. Like, I can just picture them freaking out and being the exciting that something happened, and then going, "Wait, I don't understand. Wait, did that not actually happen? Wait, what happened?" Because <laughs> yeah. they think that something happened, but it was actually the because that that's all of us with football when you're young and you're watching football and you think you know what's going on and you go, "That was really cool," and somebody in the room goes, "No, that didn't. No, <laughs> you're you're confused." And then you turn red and you go, "Ah." Oh. Football's hard to understand when you're a kid. It, it is. Okay? It is. I I will say like uh, that's what I actually really like about fighting games and Smash in particular. It's actually such a great like, again. It's a great spectator sport because 
you have two people on the stage and you try to knock them off and you know sometimes you hit them really and they go flying and it's just like whoa you know it's like even if it's like just oh somebody like if somebody missed rest and got hit like full charge f smash or something like that with falco and they just like die off the side um that's why like things like that's why things like stomp knee are so hyped to people who just don't like don't get it it just <laughs> looks cool right even though that is the like in the current day that is the most passe thing like to actual players like stomp knee sigh you know it, it's <laughs> it, despite squid the cat's uh best efforts but um double falcon punch yeah it's just the uh, and where was i going with this it was just like the the understanding of just the yeah the, the barrier to entry for like even just understanding and like enjoying the game and also like the idea of like that we are a smaller like we are a smaller community than we think we are and i think that's oh that's what it was so uh, there is a great video that I can't find, and it's by somebody who's redacted. Um, but they they said that one of the interesting things is actually wasn't in reference to what I'm talking about, but in reference to why like there's you know the pre the prevailing thing that like smashes are weird, you know, like oh we're we're weirdos and you know we we don't shower or whatever, you know those classic things. But like the idea that smashers are weird in some way. Um, what they said in this video was that smash is a is a particularly unique game because something about the culture in the game itself um almost can like substitute for like a person's entire social life and when you like when you live breathe and eat and like just consume like everything smash and it becomes your life it's like there, there are not too many games who like really can like socially wise like like smash does like how it works is like you can be somebody who like leaves lives breathes and eats like league you know and they like play solo queue 16 18 hours a day like some people do but you don't meet people doing that like almost never and even if you do they're almost always online you rarely meet them in person right that's what like this beauty of like and i will say it started with melee because no online play you had to go and you know meet people in person you know and like meet people from your region to play otherwise you'd have nobody to play and even in the current day of online even if you're like you think you're like hot stuff online well you got to go to a tournament and prove it in person or else you know you might just be like you just might be full of it you know or either um, that or get eliminated by bobby big balls that you're given online event because you'd be, be grinding out there yeah exactly and um but yeah so like the idea like people uh people forget that we are like i said a niche of a niche of a niche or whatever it is um even though your community seems so large and like it seems like so many people care about Smash, and like a lot of people do, but it's like the level that it, the level that you may think it is, or like the amount of like I guess uh, resources they could put in, proportionate to how many people care about it and the levels that they care about it. Like um, another Corey gaming, uh, Corey gaming video where like the the level the circles within Smash, you have like, um, oh actually a good comparison is like almost like a gotcha games. If you've heard of the, like the term whale, like, you know, they're, they're like games like that are usually propped up by whales. Well, mm. smash is basically propped up by like, uh, whales, not necessarily in the, the financial sense, but like in the fanaticism sense, you know, um, it, it Ludwig. is like a wonder yeah. that, yeah, it's a wonder that like, I, I know I have met so many people through smash and, like, there's a good amount of them who, like, are, like, you know, there's people who are known, you know, like, you're known for, you know, your uh, efforts in the, the Smash uh, content creation area, you know, I'm known for, like, my time as a TO and also for, like, the broadcasting, even though I don't show myself, like, show myself out in public too much, just because, like, I'm usually behind the camera, but, like, you can still meet so many people who are, like, active or, like, readily, like, a part of the community that, like, kind of prop it up, you know, and that's why, like, everything, like, whether it be bottom of the Smash Mountain or 
you know the a top player you know doing whatever they do it's it's all a part of the ecosystem and it's still kind of absurd to think that you can know like most people who like you can know like most of the relevant players in that sort of space right, right there's still a couple that come mm-hmm. up yeah and with um uh, how would i say it it's like if you were to turn like again to a much bigger game like league like can you like i can probably name like i I'm, most of like the the people who like are known for doing content creation in melee there's like so many more people who do content on different levels or even on a similar level or higher to like uh, the amount like and like not everyone's turned down for Walt, you know, or something like that. Or, like making right. like these more elaborate or like professional style videos. Mm. But then you've got like people who yeah, feasibly you could just start up a YouTube channel and you're like, yeah, I'm just gonna be a league YouTuber as a career. Like you see people like a uh, Professor Akali who like literally makes like makes a living off of just like helping people start league channels. And that that is not even anywhere remotely possible for Smash. <laughs> and you you gotta be like uh, <laughs> yeah and the amount That's of like awesome. <laughs> some people just uh you know it, you can like okay well you're either a good player or your person your personality you can do it off of that you know but even then like the amount of personality you really have to have like the the only person who really matches that is like mango you know because he's got so much reach and like all the amount of things he does and it's just like like you said we're the there's not that much room this pool this is not uh, the ocean it is a pool and we're all doing what we can to stay afloat, essentially. Grassroots. Let's just remind everybody, grassroots does not automatically equate to the stuff that you might see outside of Melee, other esports, or when you just go to a fast food chain. There's so many more people who are aware and interact with that fast food chain than the people that interact with Melee. It is what it is. But... I don't want to be lost in the weeds for too much longer because I think we should start to get in the direction of wrapping up. What that entails, though, is Patreon questions. We already did one with with beatboxing, but we have a few more here, and we also have a question from Jake Spear at the end. Don't make, don't let me forget. So, actually, wait, there were two. I already took one. Well, Ventus Official, (laughs) who is a very big fan of Core A gaming videos. I mean, mm-hmm. he will be over the moon that you reference Core A Gaming at least three times. He'll be like, see, Jesse, watch more Core A videos. And I go, okay, I will, I will. I have I will. watched all of them, I think. Like, I, I really love the, his videos and, like, the way, he, like, he's definitely one of my favorite, like, YouTubers, I would say. But anyway, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Well, the ones that I have seen, yes, I did enjoy, but I just go, hmm, not enough melee. Or, I, I mean, I also pay attention to a lot of Eagle stuff in case that wasn't clear from uh from the beginning to now but ventus official wants to know have you seen baby steps yet i knew he was gonna say this i knew he was gonna bring this up i have finally got time to watch shows again um (laughs) it is on it is on the list um unfortunately i am currently uh slogging it through all 300 plus episodes of bleach so i can watch the new one because my fiance is it's her favorite show but that is on the list because uh I am such a big sports anime fan as well. It's like, and there's so many, so many ways that relates to, um, to melee as well. I remember, <laughs> I remember a hilarious stream where like I think Leffen was talking smack about NMW for like a like relating something that Leffen said to like a high Q, uh, quote, and then he countered with a Kuroko quote. <laughs> I was like is this re- <laughs> what even? <laughs> and and for what it's worth, I like Kuroko more than Haikyuu, so. 
I, I agree. But anyway, uh, yeah, it's I'll, I'll get there and I'll, I will I will let you I will let you know. Um, yeah. <laughs> OK, so then this is the last question of the day from Jake Spear, who I had on recently. And I just again, I'm gushing over the fact that it was like so cool to meet Juno. It was so cool to meet Flashburn. And, you know, since Jake Spear participates with Melee Everyday stuff was there with you at LSI. Mm-hmm. I think I eventually, during our interview, just said, Shakespeare, can you think of a question that you would want me to ask Flashburn? So he said, what is Flashburn thinking? <laughs> so he described you as a very steady person, which is cool because I would describe myself as, as that as well. Not a big rock the boat person or not frequently in that category. So I prefer to just like, I'm loyal. And uh, yeah, I like to be steady. So I, I, that's the only context that he added. He just really wants to know what you're thinking, Flashburn. Um, I think, in in the in, in I guess the almost like philosophical sense of this statement, because especially after um LSI, it was, uh, it was an interesting juggling act with the whole quad, which you know y'all saw, and I'm glad y'all liked it. Uh, I guess if I were to um answer it in the way that Jake is probably asking. It's mostly that I'm just focused exactly on what I'm doing in the moment. Um, borrow a quote from Scar, which he's quoting from something else. Uh, it was, if you're, if you're living in the past, you're depressed. If you're living in the future, you're, ancient, or you're, you're anxious. And then if you're living in the present, you're clear. Or you're, like, you're calm. Something like that. I think it was like a Scar and Tove show or something like that. And I, I, just try to, I just try to solve everything and like deal with everything in the moment as is and it's very ironic because uh when i like have like casual conversations i'm actually i'm actually very very um adhd like i like i had like a lot of problems in like high school with like really bad adhd uh but i've just like and like, i never like got medicated or, like like i got diagnosed but i never went for any treatment i just have worked really hard on like handling it um, but my fiance knows that some days it just gets the better of me and I'm just useless. I can't think straight. Right. But I guess in the sense of like when I'm thinking, when I'm like really trying hard is I'm just thinking about exactly what I'm doing for the moment. And I'm trying not to think ahead because thinking all over the place is what I do on the default. So, <laughs> yeah. Yes. I, I don't know. I mean, <clears throat> I think there are people in my family and my lovely wife, Jen, who say maybe you should go and get tested for a variety of different things because like, suspicious. How 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 broken is, is Jesse's brain? Although I, I don't try not to think of it in a negative way. I just always go me like, either. Why, do, why do y'all want me to go get tested, man? Uh, uh, so I, I think about how when I'm when I'm at a, at an event like Big House and I'm walking around in the room in the venue, I should say, because it's a big room we didn't even take up the full floor in that in that all b or c or whatever it was i realized i go in a lot of different directions when i'm interacting with somebody one-on-one my brain is still in the searching for something kind of space and when i do these interviews i think oh i could like interject with this i can interject with that I relate to the idea, and I, again, without self-diagnosing, and I haven't been officially diagnosed, um, I think about when somebody describes what you described to me of just having a hard time staying in a, in one spot in, in your mind, you just instantly start floating away. 
I, I, I seem, I, I feel myself doing that a lot. I think what helps me stay in the moment is to deliberately tell myself, focus on something that's happening right now. Otherwise, if I autopilot, I'm definitely floating away as compared to, it's kind of like the gamer lean. If I don't gamer lean, then I will be a lot less focused. So I don't know. It, it, it's cool to hear, it's cool to hear like you were able to kind of have clarity as to how exactly your mind works. And if you've had to go through rough times in, in earlier in your parts of your life to get to that spot where you go, these are, these are, these are, these are facts, but how do I take that and live my life as a person? And as compared to being just put down by this and not being able to succeed, I want to tell you flash run from my own perspective. I, think that you've been very engaged with this conversation. I've enjoyed talking with you tonight. And I think that aside from all the cool stuff that you've been able to be doing within Melee, it's super cool, you know, because I love love. Not as much as Edward Bunning. That's a very niche reference, (laughs) by the way. Hopefully somebody from Melee Stats is listening to this episode. But I think it's so cool that you get to have a lot of success within the Melee sphere, but you're also... You're also, um, you know, the the romance stuff, being finding a, a partner to live uh, life through. I mean, it's amazing. So I'm super happy for you is what I'm getting at. I'm super happy for you that you're, you, you have a lot of cool things happening for you right now. I'm excited to see what happens with Panda Cup and next year. I'm excited to see what we as a community do continuously. Do we get better at spreading the word, getting more people to watch, the more casuals to watch Melee. Do we have a Melee top eight in a big, maybe like, I don't I don't even know what they call it in San Francisco for the Warriors Stadium anymore because I'm pretty sure it's not called the Oracle at this point, but whatever <laughs> the new stadium is called, do we have top eight there someday because it's Golden Guardians, ex-Warriors, ex, I don't know, Zane and Mango first to 15 on the basketball court with big old melee crts and you're (laughs) you and juna are walking around going oh gosh why did all these hdmi cables here give me the composite ones or (laughs) whatever i'm excited to see how that all goes excited to see you at a big event again those are the last thoughts that i have please by all means first of all tell the people where they can find you if you want to shill your youtube channel which i will have to go and check out just besides the luigi combo video which again I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> so I was like, wow, that is a Vine song and a half if I ever could remember one. <laughs> Super fun. But uh, where, where the people can find you and also any final thoughts that you want to share. Yeah, I will say for that for that specific video, um, that first edit, you know, when when the drop happens, yes. that, that literally that clip, I had I had that clip happen. I'm not going to spoil it for anybody. Like that, I had that clip and then I heard that song and I was like, that like that edit that I made I was like, this was like the whole like, this the whole like this just kind of brought. I was like, oh, well, now I have to make a comedy. video. <laughs> this is I was like, I just, <laughs> I, I I could have just made it the one clip, but I was like, ah, I'll extend it. Um, also the the weird Easter egg to that video is, um, every down air in that video is a meteor. Which is so if you don't know that Luigi's down air doesn't send out usually, you would think that it's a meteor by default. <laughs> I, I didn't realize that until after. I was like, huh the hell anyway um <laughs> and why is yeah. it not a true spike that's not fair you know uh, why are they be robbing these mid tiers of like actual good things like donkey kong could be better ness could be better luigi could be better true i i could i could complain i could i could lament uh the mid and low tiers all day but anyway um for me 
Uh, yeah, you can. Uh, my YouTube is pretty inactive, but like, I don't know. I, I would love to start um uploading more content and like working on like video essays talking about like my time in the Smash community, or like the the parallels of beatboxing and melee because it's actually so wild how they're paralleled. But yeah, that's that would be a Flashburn one one seven on YouTube. Uh, I should be the, the main one to pop up. Uh, yeah, it should just be that. Uh, <laughs> I'm on Twitter as you can see uh, over here. Yeah, uh, at Flashburn one one seven. Um, if you're at an event, um, and you, I'm weirdly enough like not stuck behind a desk. Uh, you can you know feel free to say hi. Like I'm I'm always willing to show people because at the end of the day, like I said, what I really want to do is especially after all my time, I want to give people transparency to like the true inner workings because um a lot of people you know think that. It's weird because in this sense, they think that Smash community is small. It's like, oh, they kind of know everybody. And therefore, like, they know, like, all the Sheridans and the Juggle Guys of the world. They think that it, they understand that everything goes on. But it's it's really not that cut and clear. And as as much as it seems easier, like, l like low effort but high reward to, like, call, like, seemingly call people out for things that are going, like, badly or, like, bad practices. It's just, it that, at least I will say, is hardly as simple as it seems in most situations. In, so, in situations like uh even with like the nintendo kind of stuff and i i was gonna go into a whole thing about like nintendo and like the difference between like the nintendo japanese sort of like culture behind business stuff like that but i'll i'll say that for another there's time. a youtube video about that i think yeah you, surely you up, there has to be one yeah and you brought up emblem and i remember uh, the, the cult of nintendo is just like a that's more of a you know kind of like a, I guess a Nintendo hit piece, but like Overview. I, I actually, yeah, I, I actually like, uh, M. Plemons videos a lot as well. And some people don't like it, but, uh, well, yeah, but yeah. they are, they are well edited. I mean, I, I've watched yeah. most of them and I go, okay, I learned something new today. Um, the, the church and Nintendo, um, that, <laughs> that like, I think, okay, again, cause we won't, we won't do this for 30 minutes, but like just think of most companies enjoying the fact that they have super fans and then look at Nintendo. They are about as good of an example of a company that does not enjoy the super fans as much as other companies might. They, they just are like, could you maybe just buy the new releases every time they come out for $60 and maybe not do anything extra after that? Because it doesn't matter if it's a tournament. It could be all kinds of other different ways that you put out your passion onto the internet. Nintendo goes... Okay. Okay. Well, smack. Uh, not yeah. literally, but that's that's kind of what happens historically speaking. Just go look it up. You'll you'll get it. For those of you who who have not yet uh, seen, the internet is a magical place, and you can learn all kinds of stuff. It's true, and also sometimes you will get the the smack. So, <laughs> as you said. Any other closing thoughts? Sorry, I didn't mean to, uh, yeah, expand on that too much. Did you have any other thoughts, Flashburn? Um, hmm, I don't know. I guess, uh, I guess, like, the main thing I just wanted everyone to know, like, whoever watches any, like, whether it be specifically this or anything that I'm involved with, is just, like, a, I, this is all, I'm sure there's a quote from a movie somewhere, but it's, like, just remember to, remember that everybody on the internet and, like, at these events, especially, you know, the fact that we play Smash where we really do how to interact in person a lot more. Remember that everybody's a, you know, a human and a person, you know, it's not, like, they're not just some weird, like, automaton, like, just a robot on a Twitter account that, like, doesn't really matter, you know. There's, there's a lot to this community, and it was built off of, like, 
you know people interfacing you know like this and even if you like don't like even if you don't agree with somebody or you you know might not understand their point of view or like you know you might both think that something is one way and they think it's another just to remember that there's always something more to how things are going and it's you know we, we can all we're all gonna work together to figure out what the truth is of the matter especially if we have something so amazing to bring us all together. Flashman, thank you so much for joining me. For those of you who want to see how Melee and beatboxing are similar, please tweet at Flashburn <laughs> or DMs or what have you. Please, Flashburn, make a video about this someday soon. No pressure. You're only trying to get married and, yeah, throw more awesome, <laughs> amazing Smash events uh, for your part with the with the stream setups. So again, thank you for joining me on Bottom Smash Mountain. You can uh, you can just stay there for a second. We're gonna play the outro, and then we'll come back and do thumbnail pose, and then we'll be done. But this outro is gonna play for about twenty five seconds, and we'll be quiet again. You get it. But yep. uh, in the meantime, to uh, the 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 audience, uh, let's just go ahead and say goodbye. Bye, peoples. Uh-huh.